Welcome to the Property Nomads Podcast, episode 367, the eight do's and do nots of travel with one main underlying theme at the end. We'll go through that theme at the end. As usual, we are trialing different aspects of travel, different episode formats. We thank you for your feedback. If you have feedback you do want to give, uh, get in contact with us on socials, email myself, Rob, or, or Aaron as well. And we are, again, we are just trialing the various formats of travel episodes moving forward. So hopefully you enjoy what you are listening to and, of course, the variety that you're getting as well. Eight do's and do nots of travel. Broken it down into four simple do's and four simple do nots. Uh, We will go through the do nots first. These are in no particular order. These are based on people that we speak to and, of course, our own experiences whilst being in a different part of the world or even a different part of your own country, depending on where you are from. Do not, number one, expose your valuables. Do not expose your valuables. You are going to create yourself uh, unnecessary issues, to be perfectly honest. Read that... Uh, a little while ago, I think, I don't know who it was, I forget, but someone attended a, a boxing event or whatever, or actually it might have been someone that attended the Euro 2021 final at Wembley and had a really expensive watch stolen um, under uh, off of their wrist. Now, I'm not saying that people shouldn't steal stuff because you shouldn't steal stuff, but at the same time, I would argue and question why the hell are you wearing a watch that expensive um at an event like that when you are just you're inviting trouble in my opinion so keep try and keep things in in a bum bag or fanny pack as you might hear in the states keep your things on you at all times don't you don't if you don't need to go out and wear funky uh you know 10 20 30 pound watches especially if you're not in you know the butt end of country that you don't know about just don't do it it's a very easy way to get something nicked from you but also to create unwanted attention keep it plain keep it simple if you need to go a little bit swanky you know fair enough uh in that case you know wear better clothes not necessarily flash all your gold silver and and watches not a not a good thing to do do not number two insult locals and their culture so we don't do this and I know that the English have a bad reputation sometimes when they're going abroad, especially when we're trying to watch football, if you follow the English national team. But don't insult locals and cultures. You know, if you, for example, if you go to a, an Islamic country and, you know, they pray five times a day, fine, let them crack on with it. Uh, as it might not be something that we understand necessarily, because then we're, we're not a Muslim. So don't go over there and start insulting them. Uh, about why they're doing it and I know that's a pretty dangerous example to give but it's the first one that came to my head you know, don't go don't go over to a different country and insult the locals and, and how they do things and yes we're British we like to queue absolutely you go to some countries and they couldn't give a crap about queuing and the civilized the civilizing nature of queuing sometimes it's just a first come first serve job it is what it is don't compare you know don't always compare everything to what it's like back home. So don't go over to a different place and start insulting people 
insulting how they do things, why they do things. Uh, again, you're just creating unwanted attention. Uh, it's what we call no bueno. Now, number three, the do not number three, do not get unnecessarily lost. Understand that sometimes we get lost. It happens. It's life. We you know it does happen. We do get lost. But getting unnecessarily lost and then really not knowing where you are, what part of town you're in, how to get back. Again, no bueno. Because if you stumble into the wrong part of town and you have no idea, you then start acting like you've got no idea, you can become an easy target. Again, I'm not saying that every place and every country and every city is the same, but all it takes is a couple of wrong turns and you're, you're in a part of town that you don't want to be in. And again, that could be negated by either knowing exactly where you're going or looking like you know where you're going. You know, looking around and, and stopping and asking people, telling people that you're lost. Again, you're creating unwanted attention. Not good for you. And number four, uh, do not. Um, <laughs> this doesn't apply to the French, but do not compare everything to home. And the reason we've put this one in is we did have to have a laugh. We were in, an, I think it's pronounced Osteria or Osteria in Turin. And it was uh, the, one of the swankier meals that we had. And we went in and we were talking to the waiter and the waiter was great. He spoke French, Italian, English. So we were trying with a bit of Italian. He was just speaking to us in English and he was giving us uh, lessons about uh, the Barolo. So, type of grape it is, how you're meant to treat it like uh, you treat this wine like you treat a woman and the different stages of, of drinking it, smelling it, moving it around the glass. And we haven't got a great wine culture here in in England. We know that. And we were loving it. We thought it's absolutely fantastic that the, sh uh, the waiter was taking time to explain everything to us. However, on the table across from us, uh, there was this older French couple and at various points during uh, us having our meal, uh, we overheard them saying to the waiter uh, in, in French uh, and a bit in English that basically that, yeah, Italian wine's OK, but it's not quite French wine. And yeah, this food's OK, but it's not how we do it in France. And they just kept comparing stuff back to how things in France were so much better. With all due respect, if things are so much better in France, F off back to France then and don't go abroad. Stay in your own country and don't bother going around experiencing other countries. F off back to France and stay there. If that's the attitude you're gonna take, people wonder why the French are arrogant and uh, some people do not like the French traveling because of their pure arrogance. They might have meant nothing by it, but the waiter was certainly offended by it, he was not best pleased. Now, that being said, I understand that French wine, French cheese, French food in general is fantastic. I'd argue that the cheese in Italy is certainly better, and certainly some of the wines are definitely better as well. But do not go over to a country and start comparing everything to back home and how things back home are so much better. Just chill, realize the fact you're in a different part of the world, you're in a different country, enjoy it. Do not compare everything to back home because that will cheese off the locals, trust me. So they're the four do nots. Let's look at the four do's. Do, number one, try the food and drink. 
You have to. Even if you don't consume alcohol, try the local soft drinks or whatever it might be. We've done this shit. Well, I mean, we try and do this wherever we go. Certainly in Turin, we had a food and drink fest. It was delightful. Picking up, you know, litre carafes of, of local wine for 10 euro and going to the popular Piemonte or Piemontese, you know, restaurants and trattorias in Turin. It was delightful. A great experience. Do try the local food and drink. You might not enjoy all of it, but you know, don't travel halfway around the world and go Starbucks or go to pizza place or you know somewhere like Domino's or Papa John's or whatever. It's pointless. If you go to Italy and you need to go to a pizza place, of course, there's going to be loads. Try and go somewhere local. So do try the food and drink. Do number two, practice the language. Now, this applies, of course, if you go into a country where they speak a different language. Try it. It can help you out in so many ways. People like to, most people, even the French, like to know that you're making the effort, even if you butcher in the language. I do it in, I try in Spanish. Where we tried, again, we were in Turin. We tried the best that we could in, in the Italian. A simple hello, how are you? Good day, goodbye. Can we have the bill, please? We we're trying all of that in Italian. Yeah, okay, we might have got laughed at a couple of times, but even having or understanding a few local words, we found that quite a few of the waiters or waitresses ended up speaking to us in English anyway. They could clearly see that we had, you know, we weren't great, but we were making the effort. And you get, you get that level of appreciation, but also when that happens, you tend to find the services a bit better. You're not going in there with the arrogance and it just creates a better ambiance for everyone involved. Do number three. Do what the locals do. Depends on the country. Everywhere's different. If you are in, and I, I, I read this, I've not been there yet, but if you're in Montenegro or Kosovo, for example, uh, a popular activity uh, during the day and, and certainly into the, the twilight hours, sitting on the street, having a chat, having a coffee. That's what they do. That's what they like to do. You might have a glass of wine if you're lucky. Fine, great. If that's what they like to do, count me in. I'll go and do that. If you are in England uh, and you go out and it involves uh, eating a lot and binge drinking, then yeah, yeah, fine. Maybe you could do that. If you're in Spain or Italy or wherever, maybe it involves eating quite late at night. Try it. Give it a go. Do what the locals do. It doesn't all revolve around alcohol. Uh, most of it might revolve around food. But it's the other activities as well. Does everyone go to the beach on a Sunday? Do, do they sit around the plazas and drink coffee? Do they just sit on park benches and just talk the day away? Trying to get yourself into doing what they do always helps. It helps you to blend in. It means that you're not sticking out like a sore thumb. And not every holiday is about you know, going away and rushing around for 24 hours a day either. Sometimes it's good to just relax, take your time, enjoy Enjoy what you've got in front of you. Do number four. Again, this isn't going to apply to everywhere, but certainly most city breaks will have one. Do a walking tour. Now you can do this on your own. Try and use as less public trans as little public transport as possible. But if you do go to a place where they have a, a free walking tour, and I, I use the bunny is and I say free because it is free. Normally, these tours last anywhere between two and four hours. The information you get is incredible. 
uh, normally, you know, I normally end up tipping about 10 quid, 10 euro, whatever it is, about that level, depending on where I am. Because you learn things that you wouldn't normally learn. And you go, normally go to places where you, you wouldn't normally think of going. And it's always good to ask for restaurant recommendations at the end. Again, I reflect back on Turin. We'd done this in Turin. We'd done it on a Saturday morning. Uh, it was lovely because the weather was pristine, 16 degrees and sun. It, we took about three, three and a half hours doing the tour, saw some you know, really cool places, but also went off the beaten track a little. And again, at, uh, at the end, uh, the guy was very friendly. Uh, everything he recommended after that, uh, so he recommended a few restaurants that we went to. We He recommended a brewery, only because we were English. That was delicious. Uh, and recommended a couple of other landmarks to visit, which again, we visited and they were delightful. And we wouldn't have necessarily known that or done that if we hadn't gone on a walking tour. Not every place will have them. You can go walk around yourself, but if you have the opportunity to go on a walking tour, just Google it. Then I, again, highly recommended that you do that. It's a good place to involve you uh, to get to know a city without a shadow of a doubt. So they're the do's and do nots of, of travel. Let's go over them again. So the do nots, number one, don't expose your valuables. Do not, number two, insult locals and local culture. Do not, number three, do not get unnecessarily lost. And do not, number four, do not compare everything to how everything is back home. That doesn't go down too well. On the do side, do number one, try the food and drink. Always useful. Do number two, practice the language. Again, that's applicable if you go into a place that speaks a different language. Do number three, do what the locals do. He's out walking up and down the plazas at night. Is that drinking coffee in the street and watching the world go by? Is it eating out late, having a glass of wine? Whatever it is, do what the locals do. Number four, go on a walking tour. If you're not able to go on a guided free walking tour, then you can always go on a walking tour yourself. Just make sure you don't get lost and don't end up in parts of town that you shouldn't be in or that are a bit dangerous. And above all, we mentioned at the start, there is an underlying theme to all of this, and that is have fun. Have fun, enjoy it. Everyone's different when they go away on holiday, whether it's a beach break or a city break, whatever it might be, just have fun, enjoy it. That's the best thing that we can do when we go away. So happy holidays. Hopefully all that information helps. Until next time, hasta luego. Mm -hmm.